Unity. 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 Podcast. By Embryo Crutchfield, a project by the WKU Talisman. In this episode of Unity Podcast, you will hear from two SGA candidates explain their platforms on what they would like to bring to WKU's campus. During the time that this was recorded, the third candidate had not been announced. Thank you, Miss Andy and Lily, for joining us on Unity Podcast. Do you mind starting by just introducing yourself? Thank you so much for having us. Uh, my name is Lily Nellens. I'm a junior here at Western Kentucky. Um, and I'm studying philosophy and peace and conflict studies with a minor in citizenship and social justice. And I've had a lot of really fun connecting those majors over the years. Hi, thank you again for having us. Um, I'm Andy Dahmer. I am a sophomore here and I'm majoring in economics, Spanish, and I'm also part of the Chinese flagship program here at WK. So when did you become interested in politics? I've been interested in politics since the 2008 presidential election. My parents were both big supporters of Barack Obama and pulled me along to all of the rallies. I'm from Iowa, which is the first in the nation caucus state, as a lot of people know. Um, and that was my first exposure. And I really haven't stopped paying attention since. <laughs> um, I'm interested in politics on a national scale, but most specifically, I'm interested in making sure that our SGA here on campus has the best future possible. And this was the very first organization that I joined freshman year. Um, so I think more so than just general politics, I'm interested in the future of our university as it's presented through SGA. And what encouraged you all to run for presidency uh, in SGA at WKU? Well, I first joined as a freshman, um, and since then, I've written or co-written 21 pieces of legislation here. Um, and then I progressed to my campus to committee chair just because of my passion for international students and um, marginalized student populations on campus. And I feel that um, with the work that I've already done in my campus too, I can best continue advocacy for those issues as, a pres as the president of um, the student body here. Um, for three years now, ever since I moved to Bowling Green, I've been very involved in social justice causes and activism both on campus, in the Bowling Green community, and in Kentucky at large. I've been highly involved with the fairness movement, uh, with Black Lives Matter and Bowling Green, and with movements for reproductive justice. And I think it's time to involve that activism with SGA. I think SGA can be a powerful tool for social justice in Bowling Green and on campus. And so I'm really excited to bring both my, my passion for campus politics and for activism together as president. And so how have you all been preparing? I'm sure like with just school going on and life going on, is it really tough like preparing to run for presidency? And like, how are you all mentally preparing, getting ready for it? Um, well, I wouldn't say that so much me mentally preparing, but my wonderful team. Uh, we've been meeting consistently since November 20th um, when we all decided we came together as a team to get to run. And that would be me, Savannah Molino, and Kara Lowry. Um, and then some other people that have been part of SGA or um, have been former senators. And so we've just been meeting, um, getting our platforms together, writing as much legislation as we can now to um, pave the way for future legislation, and then also making sure that um, everything is in a line for social media and as far as signage and all of that goes, just making sure we get the message out about what we hope the future will be. Yeah, I have to echo Andy's statement that a lot of credit goes to my wonderful team. Uh, Brian Anderson is running to be my executive vice president, and we have a group of dedicated and passionate volunteers who have been helping us with the logistics. In terms of writing our platform, I feel like I've been spending the last three years doing that, that when we sat down to really put our ideas on paper, the time I've spent in the community talking to students, noticing problems on campus paid off and the words just flowed with some wonderful ideas we're really excited to implement. 
So how is that going about building your team and your image? Like, how did you all, I know you said, that, um, Lily, that you kind of have been doing that for three years, but in general, like, is it kind of hard to like pinpoint a certain, you know, like every political campaign normally has like one word that sums up what it's all about. Was that kind of tough for you all or did your team, what involvement did you all have with your team to make that happen? We, um, our key word, I guess, is inclusion. Um, so every time we write a piece of legislation, we're going to the students and seeing what their ideas are. Um, and it's not so much about our policy platform or our own experiences, it's about asking the students for their own voices and um, what they've experienced on campus. And then we've gone to them so that they can present their problems to us so that we can solve them. And I think that um, my running mate, Savannah Molino, has done an excellent job of that in her role as sustainability chair on campus. Um, and then I've also tried to do that as the chairperson of my campus too. Um, in my spare time, I'm also involved in the Hilltopper Organization of Latin American Students, and I'm on the Council of International Student Organizations. Um, so especially making sure that marginalized populations are included is very important to me, but making sure that our campus as a whole comes together as one um, so that we can solve their problems for the future. The phrase that's defining our campaign is strengthening the student voice. And the way we got there was by talking to student leaders from various organizations on campus, including the Queer Student Union, um, to talk about what they wanted to see in their next president. And a lesson that I've learned from being the director of organizing for the Coalition for Social Justice for the past year is that it's one thing to talk about diversity and inclusion, and it's another to implement institutional policies at the SGA level and at a university level that actually lead to inclusion and diversity. So our platform is formulated around the idea of moving past uh, funding events or forums or symbolic efforts and towards structural changes that will actually increase diversity of SGA and the celebration of diversity at a campus level. So what are three initiatives or however many um, initiatives that you all find to be important to your campaign that you really want to fulfill during your time as SGA president? The three initiatives that we're most excited about, we've split our campaign platform into three categories. The first is the idea of strengthening the student voice. So strengthening the student voice is really focused around keeping tuition low and combating unnecessary fees. So seeking exemptions, for example, from the new $75 meal plea fan for student teachers who don't spend any time on campus or for students who receive Pell Grants and can't afford $75 more in tuition. Uh, my running mate, Brian Anderson, is also spearing an initiative to allow students to pay off their parking tickets with community service hours so that students who can't afford their tickets aren't held back from registering for classes or graduating. Um, under the idea of equity and justice, we're really excited for SGA to officially endorse a fairness ordinance in Bowling Green and work to include more measures to be trans inclusive on campus, as well as encouraging the Honors College to recruit a diverse body of students rather than same, only white middle class students. And our final tenet is representing uh, Hilltoppers. So this is the idea that we'll fight for students on the Board of Regents, which can be hostile to student interest, and we would not shy away from conflict with the Regents. Um, so our three main platforms are, one, sustainability, um, because of the wonderful work that Savannah has already done continuing those initiatives. So something she started last semester um, is an opportunity for registered student organizations to gain some funding um, from being in charge of game day recycling programs. So we plan to continue that and then also work with food services on campus to have more inclusive options, vegetarian options, vegan options, and then make sure that the recycling programs that are implemented are continued. Um, 
second of all, we would love to focus on dependability. Um, we have a very strong track record of experience within SGA, and we think that our team will be the best team to lead us through the transition from President Ransdell to President Cavoni. Um, and I very much agree that the Board of Regents can be hostile to student interests. So it's important to not only collaborate with students and hear their voices, but then stand up to the Regents if they are to disagree with those. Um, and I know that Jay Todd and his experience has often been the lone voice um, against like nine or 10 Regents. So it's very important that if things are not in the best interests of students that um, we can stand up to those things. And then the third, of course, um, would be the work that we've already done with My Campus too to continue those diversity initiatives and then also make sure that within our student body as a whole, um, but even within our student government senate, uh, we have a strong record of retention. Um, and we're working on high impact practices and legislation that goes along with that to make sure that students can remain in senate and students can um, remain here at WKU, especially during the transition between sophomore or freshman to sophomore year. And how has you all's experience in other organizations as well as SGA kind of prepared you, um, you think, to be able to help with the transition of a new president as well as? Um, last year, I was one of the people that co-authored a resolution um, that outlined the qualities we would want to see in the president that was chosen for the upcoming year. So I think not only that experience, but also um, just having this strong background in SGA. Dr. Caboni has expressed strong interest in wanting to meet with SGA personally. And um, I know how exec works. I know how the legislative branch of SGA works. And I've talked with Jay Todd extensively about the role of student regent. Um, so I think based on this past experience with SGA and what I've discussed with Jay Todd, um, I am in a good position with my team to help us transition and to make sure that the student voice is heard um, by Dr. Cavoni. My experience in organizations like the Coalition for Social Justice and Amnesty International has really taught me how to connect policies and ideas with people. And I think it's really important because for the first time, the student or the student body president will have the ear of the university president. As President Caboni has said, he'll meet with the SGA president once a month. And I think it's important to play off both his strengths and weaknesses. So he obviously has a very strong record of fundraising. And I think it's going to be very important to advocate that the money being raised by the Alumni Association, by President Caboni himself, is benefiting students and not just for example, campus improvements that many people don't even want. So perhaps lowering tuition or preventing tuition from increasing would be a policy that connects to people that I would focus on. I think his biggest weakness in the forums where he has answered questions is on promoting equity and justice for students. He hasn't really had an answer about how to provide uh, equity and justice to marginalized student groups. And you can see on both our campaign Facebook page and website, we have dozens of ideas for promoting both of those approaches to marginalized students groups. And those, those would be the first things I would bring to Caboni in our first meeting. And what are those initiatives that you all would like to do to make sure that the marginalized groups feel included and that this is their campus as well? I think one of the first steps is making sure that um, the people in Senate are represented accurately um, by m people in marginalized groups and accurately reflect what our campus composition is. Because right now we still have a Senate that is majority majority honors college, majority white, majority middle class, and that's not reflective of our campus. Um, there are several students that are running this year that are international students, um, but I would love to continue to get marginalized students involved, especially just in committee positions. Um, and in ways that they can 
share their voice and draft legislation with us. Um, and as Lily mentioned earlier, the Capitol campaign will be a big focal point, um, actually going out to different student organizations, especially marginalized student groups. So that there's a grassroots approach as to what students want. Um, and then going back to Kaboni with different things that they can use this funding for that will actually help students. We're also very interested in increasing representation in SGA, and the concrete steps we would take to make that happen would be first to increase outreach from SGA at a young age. A lot of times students have decided before they even get to WKU that they want to be involved in SGA, and that's usually a select group of upper middle class white students from private high schools. And once they get the foot in the door at the beginning of their freshman year, that circle controls SGA for the next four years for that class. To combat that, we want to make sure that Master Plan has an open and honest discussion about SGA, that we host lots of workshops both semesters so that people who want to run but don't know how know how to fill out the paperwork, what's required, uh, what the dates are, and make sure that the doors to SGA are wide open. We'd also like to work with the Judicial Council to lower the campaign funding cap so that students who don't have a lot of money can still compete in these elections. Because too often now, wealthier students who have parents that can, that can bankroll their campaigns are the only ones that can be competitive. Outside of SGA, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we would like to push the Honors College to drop its new fee and to make efforts to recruit a diverse student body. Unfortunately, with the way the Honor College recruits today, with some of its practices and with the way it works housing, our campus is often segregated, and that is unacceptable. And as I said, we'd also like to see SGA endorse a fairness ordinance and then work to increase the number of all gender bathrooms, locker rooms, and housing options on campus. So if your opponent was to win uh, the SGA presidency, how would you all make sure that you are still fulfilling your initiatives? Well, what I'm really excited about this election is that I think in the past you've seen a very polarized uh, election, whereas if, as you've heard, Andy and I have some very similar ideas. Um, I know both of us are also running for Senate and would love to have that position or simply be a spectator who writes legislation and shows up to SGA. Um, most of the initiatives I've mentioned um, can be passed through SGA, written from a student perspective. Um, and so I would love to continue writing legislation, even if I'm not elected president and working uh, with Andy or Keenan to get those initiatives put in place. And I think the best part of campaigning so far is I've met so many new students and so many new student groups across campus working on these issues. So I think I've established a strong network that I can call on to push for social change in or outside of SGA next semester. I completely agree. Um, I think that all three candidates have wonderful policy ideas for the future. Um, and thus far in my time in SGA, I've primarily written legislation, and I would love to continue to do that and head up the initiatives um, that Lily has mentioned and that um, Keenan has also talked about within my campus too, if I were to have that chair position again. Um, and then also just making sure that, as Lily said, the wonderful network of student organizations that we both have met throughout the campaigning process, um, they're I hope that we can encourage them to be more involved in SGA um, and generally just make sure that the doors stay open to SGA um, for all student voices. So what value do you all find in the SGA presidency position? I think that the SGA presidency is unique um, because it's not just the presidency and leading um, the Senate as 
a student organization, um, but it's also the position of regent. Um, so that is the student voice in the midst of um, a lot of important influential policymakers um, on campus. And I think that it's very important that the student regent um, stands up for students in addition to just leading Senate um, as an organization. I think the value of the student body president, as Andy said, is twofold. The first is that they are the voice in the face of WKU. And too often, I think WKU is dismissed as a regional university um, with students who don't stand for progress. And I think if the SGA president can stand up and say, we are a campus that will fight for its students, fight for equity, fight for justice for marginalized groups, and we are a progressive student body, that can become the image of WKU across the state. And I think that will mean so much to so many groups of students who often don't feel like their voices are heard on campus and that their presence isn't appreciated on campus. The other purpose of the student body president is to be the voice of the students on the board of regents. And I think that means that the president has to be able to argue for the student's interest and stand up to the regents in an incredibly hostile environment where they will be down again and again. And in terms of that, I have spent the past seven years of my life learning how to debate in hostile situations. So I'm very excited to bring that experience from the WKU speech and debate team into the Board of Regents. Is there an issue that you feel was could have been resolved in a more effective way for our campus or wasn't fitting to be inclusive to, for everyone? I think something um, really important that we do each year is um, lobbying for higher education funding at the Capitol. And um, members of my team, in addition to myself, have been able to go to Frankfurt um, for this lobbying effort multiple years in a row. And um, I think that it's disheartening to me that we were not able to get um, a full representation of the student body. We mostly just had two or three SGA senators who were able to attend. Um, but since Lily and like I have both expressed that it's very important that um, we maintain like low tuition and that we don't increase student fees, uh, we need this type of funding. So I think it's imperative that in the future we can get the student body more involved in things of this nature, especially um, when we're fighting for our rights as students and for funding as students. At the beginning of last semester, SGA created two new committees. They were the uh, Standing Against Violence and Ending Self-Harm, or SAVES Committee, and My Campus Too. And the goals of those committees are, for the first, to fight against sexual assault and advocate for mental health on campus, and uh, My Campus Too to promote diversity. And I think, unfortunately, the mission of those two committees has not played out as successfully as it could have. I think a lot of time has been spent discussing issues that have already been heavily discussed. Um, and those discussions have been dominated by people outside of the issues. I think there is a much, much more of an opportunity for uh, victims or students from marginalized groups to have a voice in those committees and to move beyond having discussions in committees um, or funding symbolic events and towards using those committees to write game-changing legislation to advocate for sexual assault victims, those suffering from mental health issues, uh, and marginalized student uh, groups on campus. So I can tell that you all have taken the time out to really think about your platforms and what issues really matter to you all as well as your campus. So what do you all do for fun, just having fun, not thinking politically? Um, 
Well, I guess my most fun things, so I study Spanish and I study Chinese, so I love different ways to culturally integrate those. Um, I'm part of OLAS, as I mentioned, but I love dancing, and I'm also a certified Zumba instructor. <laughs> um, so on the weekend, you can find me like dancing salsa, bachata, merengue, um, and then I also really love um, working with the international students. Like just this morning, I was at Holi, um, which is an Indian student event. That's why my hair is so wet. Um, <laughs> I had to wash all the colors off, but I really just love getting to know our campus better um, and then exploring the, the different cultures that we have here um, so that I guess I don't know just exploring the aspects of our leading American university with international reach. My passion outside of academics and campus activism is definitely travel. I spent a semester studying uh, abroad in Israel and the past two summers I've spent doing research and volunteering in Bosnia and I think what's so great about Bowling Green is that you don't have to leave the city limits to experience the joys of travel. So I love to attend various community events. There's some great food to eat in Bowling Green. <laughs> Eating is definitely so one of my favorite fun activities. <laughs> and I also love just daydreaming about travel. I'm Right now I'm working on planning my summer trip to do thesis research in Kosovo um, and maybe try to learn Bosnian in a summer language institute in Sarajevo over the summer. Um, so just like looking at pictures of Kosovo and Bosnia is what brings me to my happy place. Y'all have so many. I'm having a hard time studying Spanish, so I don't know. <laughs> y'all are adding a lot to the plate with the languages. Do y'all have any final comments or anything you want to say? I guess mostly I want to say um, whomever you vote for, just keep the best interests of campus in mind. I'm sure that whomever is elected, uh, come talk to us because we really do want to hear the student voice. That's in, like influential in both of our platforms. And if you have ideas for legislation um, or if you'd like to be a senator, then the doors are open. Please come join a committee, come write legislation. Um, and we're here for you to promote your best interests on campus. I'd like to make two comments. The first is that I'm super excited to see two women running for the leadership position on campus. And the second is that I think there are two different SGAs that you can have. Um, and this is both our university and any university in the country. And that's you can have an SGA that does its basic tasks of funding events, handing out scholarships, giving student vouchers for IDs and whatnot, um, that basically maintains the status quo and isn't too noticed. I think you can also have an SGA that's an opposite model, and that's one that makes waves, that fights for progressive values that often get unnoticed on this campus and makes sure that students who may not always feel like they are part of this campus family and community are noticed and their voices are heard. And I think it's important in this election to think about which SGA you want, which candidate you think will put in place concrete measures that will actually change the way this university and this community functions and vote for that person on April 17th and 18th on TopNet. And how does SGA create unity on campus and in the community in general? I think SGA creates unity on campus by creating a platform where students can truly air their grievances, thoughts, and ideas and debate with each other in a civil manner. Um, and it brings together students that otherwise would never probably talk to each other and that's what I think is so beautiful about SGA. And I think it creates unity in the community by saying there seems right now to be a Bowling Green community and a WKU community. And those communities too often aren't integrated. But if you have an SG pre SGA president who has experience both in Bowling Green off campus and on campus, which I do, that can bring those two communities together, it has an opportunity to create powerful change that stretches beyond our campus's borders. 
Um, I think it's very important that SGA create unity um, within the already established groups that SGA has sort of integrated already. So my campus too has done a lot of outreach work this year. Um, and I think that it's really important that, I don't know, the forums might not have been as progressive as some of the other legislation that Lily has suggested, but I think that opening up this dialogue has also facilitated the creation of legislation. Um, and there are so many students on campus just by partaking in CISO, um, I've met students from all of the different sides of international, like the, the international community, and then meeting different Indian students who are now inspired to run for SGA positions. I think that that's an incredible step forward so that these students are wanting to become part of SGA. And even if the students like within the international and minority communities that I've spoken to feel as though they are not a part of campus, they're getting their voice heard just by talking to my campus too and then sponsoring legislation on their own. Listen now at Unity Podcast. Thank you for listening to Unity Podcast. If you would like to vote, you can do so on TopNet on April 17th and 18th, and the winners will be announced on April 19th in the SGA Chambers at midnight. Listen to us now on SoundCloud and the iTunes app at Unity Podcast.